Garfield by Jim Davis, August 24th, 1978. Munch, munch, munch. Garfield, Odie. Punt, Garfield, Odie. Gotta keep my strength up. Eld, Eld. Odie. Yep, there we are. Yep. I did wonder if you were going to say Eld. Well, of course I'm going to say Eld. Because... Isn't it funny that field is field, but Eld is Eld? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the eye changes the sound of it. Field. Like a magic eye. Well, you could say it's a Field. Could you do magic eyes? Magic eye. Not what was that? It was the Magic E song, but for I instead. Right, okay. So as people of a certain age will remember the Magic E wizard, <laughs> which, which, of course, is led he, to many playground jokes. Is he like the ice cream man near... Why have I still got my headphones in? I don't know. Uh, near where I went to university that would sell um, pingers. Pingers? What's a pinger? I think that's what cool party people call the ecstasy. What's that? Ecstasy. Oh! You know, the the madermum. Uh, was it the because you were in the Midlands that there the, was a pinger rather than a pinger? No, that's... Well, pinger. Oh, yeah, get your old pingers here. What? <laughs> We're all going to go and get really high. So what <laughs> What I was trying to do was have this episode of, like, mainly whimsy, and it's pivoted to immediately, uh, Birmingham should be nuked to glass. It hasn't, though. <laughs> That's not what I said. I just thought it was very funny, though. They're called a pingers. <laughs> what? How would you, why would you say it? Pinger. Pinger. Oh, where's the G? Where's the G? What? I don't... <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're doing this again. Mm. You know the Magic E Wizard? Magic E you Wizard. Know. Could you do Magic Eyes? Man becomes bane with E. Man becomes main with E. Look what you do with E. I'm Magic, Magic E. Like someone has just listened to that and just had like a kind of Proustian end of Ratatouille moment. Um, have, have they? I'd yeah. say that somebody has just listened to that and briefly wondered whether there's a carbon monoxide leak either in their home or ours. Yeah. What did you ask? Magic sorry? eyes. Magic eyes. Um, Are you able to? Do I can them? do them now. Yeah. But hmm. when I was younger, I couldn't. I used to bloody love a magic. Um, well, I could, I could do them by crossing my eyes, which is not how you're meant to do it. So I had like the negative image where it went backwards rather you, than coming forward. So and now I can do it coming forward. I thought you were supposed to do it by crossing your eyes because no. you're supposed to focus on something slightly. When deeper. you look at a magic eye, does it look like it's kind of a hollow thing? I think it depends. Sorry, my phone's just buzzed. Leave me alone. Not so you. does you it can... look hollow? Well, it depends on the magic eye. Well, no, because it shouldn't. It should look three-dimensional. It should look like it's coming up it's towards coming you. Yeah. Um, and they used to be hollow because they did it the wrong way around, which is crossing my eyes. But what you're supposed to do is like hold it like a couple of inches from your nose and then move it away slowly and so let your eyes on focus. And I finally figured out how to do that. Oh, I suspect it was also partly because um, I've always had bad eyes and I didn't really get them corrected. Okay, so you're, suppo- so you're supposed to focus nearer than the image rather than deeper than the image. I think so, yeah. I guess that makes sense. I think so. I think the only thing less suitable for an audio medium <laughs> than a Garfield Review Magic podcast is And you is doing a, a little demonstration is a, yeah, with, with your fingers, fingers yeah. of where you should be looking. Oh, so fingers, but not fingers... If Pingers, Fingers, what do we... Welcome to Pingers, Fingers. What? <laughs> All right. I don't really know what's happening today. Hello, everyone. It's a Garfield podcast. Yes. We don't review Garfield Well, until we have to. <laughs> <laughs> and then we do. It's a sort of conversation with an ultimatum, isn't it? Yeah, or a conversation it is. with a... It's the sword of Damocles hanging over us, but yes. we know that at some point the sword will be cut down from the ceiling. Hello and welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. It's the unedited husband and wife Garfield podcast. Podcast. 
it wouldn't be podcast. The Garfield podcast host. So you like, like, I like how you say it wouldn't be as if this isn't your native accent. But it's that's not my like. You've, you've s- heard you, that voicemail that you still got from when you were like nineteen on your phone. It it's, is it's quite, how it's how you sounded when I first met you. It's quite Midlands, it's quite but it, it's not. It's not. It's not very. It's not Dudley Midlands. No, no, it's 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 Coventry. It's Coventry, it's and yeah. I I can't put myself back into a Coventry accent, which is why when I had a um a self tape for a person from Coventry who was very racist. Not only did I have the innate horror of saying a series of racist things on camera and A, sending that Out then to the a world. send yeah. that to a stranger yeah. and B, I used the software that I use for streaming to record mm. that mm. and the amount mm. of times I checked I hadn't hit go live rather than start recording. But as well as the, the psychic damage of saying a series of horrible words, I had to try and work out how how like the bad kids at school would have said it. I can't do a Coventry accent. It's um I can still I still say do a Yorkshire. I've still got some Yorkshire twang though. You when you talk to the working classes you go very northern. I think it's just like a It feels like think, pantomime. Do you know what I think it might be? I think it's a it's a form of code switching that comes from having grown up like around people with really thick accents and like in a pretty like I'd I'd say we were aspirational upper working class because like you know yeah, like Dad was a bus driver when I was born. Dad was a bus. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we you know we had a we had a, a comfortable three bedroom semi, but it was like everyone did because <laughs> <back then>, <laughs> everyone could afford a fucking house. Um, yeah, and and you could tell that we were aspirational because like Mum disapproved of ITV. <laughs> a lower class. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. So so we were we were we were like. Was Wizard Upper working class an ITV joint? No, possibly lower middle class, but but I'm not so sure about that because I say like Dad had a series of weird jobs that were not professional, and at one point was on the dole for ages. So I, I don't feel like we drifted into middle class, but at the same time, like Mum would have definitely insisted that we were, <laughs> and that ITV was common and we weren't allowed to watch it. And like I think I think people who are really concerned about whether or not something is common. Right at the border between like working class and lower middle class. Do you know what I, I mean? I think my sort of like, oh, Catherine's talking to like somebody about a car. Oh, and she's going a bit like this. Oh, all right. I think that comes from the same sort of discomforts that we talked about last episode about listening to your work sonar when you're on a work. Possibly, call. it's completely subconscious, and I think it's because I find myself in that headspace where I'm like, I'm surrounded by like you know like the people that like Dad used to work with. with. Yeah. And yeah. and and for me, that's like that's what that that's what is. that sounds like. That's that's you know, it's it's a strong Yorkshire working class accent because that's what I grew up with. You know, see, even then, like I just said, class instead of class, class and I just remembered hearing it. Yeah, it's it's weird how that kind of comes into you know, yeah. into, it's it's completely subconscious. Like because like you know, I remember like at one point, yeah, like we it would be a little bit of a treat in the school holidays to go with Dad in the transit van down to like Manchester Airport or Heathrow and pick up the fish. <laughs> now, no, literally, no, go into, literally go, pick up the fish. Go into no detail. <laughs> like I just want people thinking that you were in like the departures lounge, just and they're flapping all over the floor, and it's like a mini game. What was so funny was, um, so yeah, my dad had like at one point he had a business where um, he um, oh, so many, hid fish. So in many airports. weird businesses. Um, like he'd organise importation of tropical fish from places like Singapore and Malaysia, um, where we, I mean, we had some family connections. Um, he grew up in Malaysia, didn't he? He grew up in Malaysia for a 
part of his life and then Germany the rest of it because um, was, granddad was in the army. Um, and, well, if, um, you, if your dad was a bus, was your granddad a tank? You did like a real kind of um, Eric Morecambe lift of the glasses. Yeah, and they are Eric Morecambe glasses. I was well. very, I was yeah. very pleased. With um, but yeah, and um, and so like we'd go down in the transit van and like set off at like five o'clock in the morning to Heathrow, um, and then you'd um, you'd just go into the cargo area. There was no security. Like no checks. We'd just literally go into the cargo area and like a you know, a five year old to you know, eight year old child just in amongst all this heavy machinery and boxes, just like being shown round by all the workers. Well, you can't do that these days because the bloody yeah. PC won't And then like, brigades. you know, there'd be like a couple of couple of blokes who'd be like, Oh, you sit yourself there and have a watch while we you know, do you wanna do you wanna have a go on this forklift? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, all right. I have like a cup of like soup from the machine. Well, like people from Yorkshire are sort of racially inclined to make children work, whether it's like cleaning chimneys or down mines. It, uh-huh. was, it was probably just like a. Sort well, this of... was like you know this was Londoners, you know, because it was in Heathrow. But oh like, right, dang it! Isn't that peculiar though? And then we'd like you know you'd spend the rest of the day like delivering the fish around the country, like over Popping the course them of the next day. Boxes. Yeah, isn't that weird that that was like my dad's business and that's like what I did as a child. <laughs> On school holidays, I used to go in the car with my mum. She used to, she had her own business selling self-adhesive tapes to industry, mm. uh, which is why I know of companies with names like Spline Gauges and Gilbert Curry Industrial Plastics. I think plastics. We, we may have discussed this previously, but it, you, you get really irrationally upset. At the sell a tape's a brand name. Sell a tape. Oh, oh, or, God. or buying adhesive tape. You get really angry. Fuck buying a tape. So, like, my mum used to sell self-adhesive tape to industry. What is, and so, is it sellotape tape? What is uh, the generic name for sellotape, then? Um, oh, God, what's it called? Like, poly... I think self-adhesive... Poly- polypropylene. It might be polypropylene. Um, anyway, <laughs> listen. Uh, right. So we used to drive on, on school holidays, or if I was, like, poorly from school, I'd be bundled in the car and then taken around doing these deliveries. So, you know, just big boxes of tape being dropped off. And they used to be... Uh, initially, it was a an office with a sort of warehouse area that my parents had. Clambering around that was a hoot. Um, and then just like a shipping container. But yeah, like my house was always full of... Bo- well, not full of boxes of tape. You could move around. But we always had tape. So just like, oh, we need some gaffer tape. And then there'd yeah. be a just a cardboard box full of rolls of gaffer tape. And then when I reached adulthood... And had to actually... Oh, no, I've just spilled tea, spilled tea all over my leg. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had to actually buy some gaffer tape from a shop, like a fuck, like a punter. Fjord, get, tape doesn't come from shops. Tape comes from big boxes. And next to yeah. that box of gaffer tape is a big box of um, aluminium foil tape used in, like, aircraft. We always had, like, just stuff around the house. Like just boxes like of fish stacked boxes. up. Not well, not that. But I mean, we always had like you know those huge um, filter um, pond filter boxes. Yeah. And we, you know, we'd sometimes there'd be like polystyrene boxes with fish in, or lizards, or spiders. And sometimes there'd be, um, I mean, like in my childhood bedroom, there was a huge photocopier, and then a ladder, like a, a, <laughs> a self-installed ladder going up to the loft that Dad had made his office. So at any moment, like someone would pass through my bedroom to get to the office via this bloody great wooden ladder that was just stuck in the middle of the room. Presumably interrupting you with all your photocopying. God only knows. 
it was it was a peculiar like I think one of the things that has been you know informative for me over the last kind of twenty years during which I have undone much of the work of the first twenty mm. was realizing just how weird a lot of my childhood was mm. broadly speaking like compared to those of my peers yeah yeah like the realization that we used to go to Germany on holiday. Um, for my dad to carry out his business, but also presumably so he could take his secret second family on holiday without his wife finding out. Mm. You know, like, oh, yeah, that's just normal family stuff. And you say that to other people, and they're like, oh, no. Like, I know every, everybody's upbringing is odd in a different way. Yeah, like, in, yeah. in no way am I unique. No, 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 no. We're not. I think there are some that everyone has some part of their upbringing that is an outlier. I think just some people have more outliers than others. Mm. Mm. <laughs> But again, I was Maybe talking. That's why we get on so well. Maybe it's one of the reasons. Yeah, could do. You're all right. Mm. Um, Germany. Germany. I was saying the other day, like when my granddad was in the mines. Have we said who a... we are yet? I'm Kat. Hello. Hello, I'm Guy, and this is I don't like Mondays. Yeah, that's it. You Should have called it Guy and Kat. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were talking about Germany. Oh, just uh, yeah, Granddad Sam in the mine, and there being an explosion with his dad in, mm. in a bit of it. So like, I was working in an office when I was twenty, and like I know yeah. that like suffering and like brain times and all this sort of thing it's not hierarchical because oh, God, it's no. it's absolute to the person who is experiencing yeah. it yeah. but there are those moments of like oh i was all miserable because i was operating a computer i'd have been rubbish down a mine i'm too tall i think there's an element of like people i mean this is this is no in no way shape or form a revelation but like mm. People used to think, and there's a kind of common narrative thread, particularly among the idiot right-wing press who weren't even born when the Second World War was going on. Um, there's this idea that, you know, oh, people were just better then. They, you know, what's mm. all this mental health? No, they weren't. It's just they didn't talk about it and people died. Yeah. They, they didn't talk about <laughs> it and, and you know, uh, and, and men in particular who'd experienced the horrors of war would sadly take their own lives yeah. or they would kill their families. That, that is what would happen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what do you want? Or they would live sad, sad lives, struggling with depression and anxiety and PTSD. There you go. What, what more do you want, right wing press? You know, like, have, have, we t- happened. have we talked on this before about the psychological damage, or the rather, the suspect, the psychological damage, psychological that, the, 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 the brain think damage, the brain thing that I suspect shows like LOLO and Dad's Army had. On this country, because I don't think you have. Because I, I, I really think that it's caused a generation of right wing pundits that were born after the war, maybe born in like the latter year of the war, did not see that conflict, mm. and then their experience of that, because as you say, people didn't really talk about that a lot because it was mm. psychologically harrowing, and there was no real recourse for people to to talk about that. And then there was this sort of repackaging of it as a jolly adventure yeah and it's sort of it, with a joke like, at the end of it yeah. with a joke at the end of it and there's, well, there's war films as well I've yeah got a lot to answer for there's a there's a there's a big old thing like i know it's a sort of ongoing joke of like people in their 50s and 60s who talk about like when we were in the war when we mm. did like you weren't in the fucking war it's 2023 you like you, you weren't even born yeah you were, you were, you were barely born a sparkle in the, in the milkman's eye yeah and and it's like oh you know the bloody kids today like back in what about the spirit of the blitz that sucked it was horrible. like that's 
rationing and like people died yeah people they're <laughs> in horrible ways daily bombings and then like you get pictures like oh look it's a milkman going about like it's also pick, picking his, his way it's also a historic lie yeah that's what yeah. I was about to say yeah, like yeah. this this photo of a milkman picking his way through the rubble of the blitz is a staged photo shoot yeah. for, for propaganda, for propaganda purposes, yeah. purposes in the same way that when um, dear old Liz God bless her God bless her God bless her died the queuing system for the look at the body box thing was get in the fucking queue and stand there rather mm. than here's an app, here's a system used by every theme park in the country. Here's a way it of doing it. Yeah. It's a yeah. look look at showing what's the world look at happening. how how venerated our social systems of control are. Yeah. Look and, how well we've got the proletariat under our thumb. Yeah. And I, I I'm genuinely convinced that stuff like Dad's Army has helped convince a certain section of a certain generation of the right that they yeah, were in the war and it was great. I think, <laughs> like I think ra- an rationing was brilliant. You didn't have bloody woke salad, did you? You had a pat of butter and you were happy. Like, no, you were malnourished. Like, oh, my parents didn't complain. All these woke parents saying that they need benefits. Like, your parents probably didn't eat if, like, if you were yeah. in a time of of deprivation. And your parents were like, you know, you, you. And a lot of that is it, it is the middle class narrative. A lot of it, you know, a lot of working class people got off appallingly. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. again a lot of it comes down to if you're saying, oh, I went through this and I turned out okay as a way of not advocating for change, you probably didn't turn out okay. Mm. Something like that. That's army is quite interesting, I think, because like my grandpa and grandma really enjoyed it, and it was written by people who had been in the genuinely war. genuinely for a second thought you were going to say my grandma and grandpa really enjoyed the war. No. Um, but, you know, of course it was written by, you know, that generation. Yeah. And I think that's a different story. You know, it's like reading yes. Spike Milligan's memoirs. Um, I mean, slightly different, of course, but they're they're funny. They are so funny, but of course they're laced through with the real bitterness and, um, and disgust and kind of heartbreak that accompanied genuine experiences of war. And I think to certain people in that generation, it was the only way they could talk about it. Yeah. But, you, but, sort of, but, you, you but miss some, that richness. You miss you... that richness when you don't have that, you know, experience of it. Like, my grandpa on my dad's side used to tell really funny war stories about, you know, a, I can't remember the details of it, but there was a particularly irritating sergeant um, who um, had a run-in with a camel, for example. Um, the camel ran off and high speed and the sergeant fell off the back of him and it was all very... It was the way he told it. It was very, very good. But he never told us the story. He told my father once, and Dad told me the story that he was in a basically in a foxhole in Italy, and he saw his best friend's head get shot off. Yeah, right next to him, because he'd just taken his helmet off for a second. Yeah, those, those are the it. stories. Those that, are the that stories don't... you don't hear. Yeah, and they're the ones that didn't get you know. And I think we've 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 lost that somehow. And it's they're, they're I don't want to say more important, but they are just as important. Well, I, I think it's important because it's. <sighs> It plays into the narrative of like remembrance, Remembrance mm. Day, and, and all of this. And formative remembering. Yeah, if you yeah. if you don't have the stories, like my great uncle Jimmy was one of the the first lot in to liberate Belson. We've discussed and, this actually, yeah, because my my great uncle was also one of the first ones. I think they must have been there about the same time. And yeah. like saw horrible things mm. and didn't talk about it. And then yeah, when when English, when, yeah. when you don't get those stories, because obviously those sorts of things are awful to talk about oh, and to yeah. relive, and, yeah. and and then what you what you get sort of permeating society is Dad's Army, is Hello Hello, is yeah. you know like Blackadder goes forth had a had a go at it, but it's still it didn't capture it. Yeah, yeah. and then 
it becomes like that quite easily feeds into somebody dressing up fucking skeletons in their garden with like a poppy Christmas tree. And yeah. it's and it it, yeah. it turns something somber and sincere and we are remembering this because the horrors of war are too great and I've, should never be done. Well, Into yeah. we're remembering this because our boys did the big shoot One the best. One thing I noticed in, in the last few years in particular, and I'm sure we're slightly treading old ground on this, but this is a new sort of observation that I had and I was thinking about recently, was that like in recent years around Remembrance Day, I've seen fewer and fewer examples of people sharing or publishing war poetry mm. that, you know, by Siegfried Sassoon and Wilfred Owen that the ghastly, horrifying war poetry that attempted to capture even a fragment of the nightmare of of war and of trench warfare in particular. Um, And you just don't see that because, you know, posting the line, um, you know, a face hanging like a devil sick of sin somehow doesn't quite accord with, you know, Poppy Christmas Mm. and and hanging uh, your, your Union Jack flags from your pub. Um, to encourage people into performatively remember, and and how disrespectful that the irony to me is that 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 act of of performatively doing that is so disrespectful to the genuine memory of the people who suffered that. Yeah. And I think it's also a part of this kind of collective delusion of of class equality. That, you yeah, know, like that... like this First World War wasn't we are conscripting. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of working class men to go and walk in from to so literally just go into a meat grinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a sausage maker because we've moved some lines on a map. You know, as as I think Seafigs has soon said, and you know, please, please do at me on that one because I can't remember exactly which poem it was, but yeah. Um, and it's um, there's something absolutely ghastly about that, and I think it speaks to the lack of awareness, the lack of media training. What well, I say, media awareness. I know we've spoken about it before, mm. and the 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 just the, the lack of. People don't fucking think, mm. you know, how how grossly disrespectful to the genuine memory of those people to to celebrate this whole idea as some kind of great national adventure, which is precisely the way that it was depicted in propaganda yeah. at the time. Well, even they've, when... they've, they've won again, you know, yeah. the, the vast majority of people in the country are just acquiescing to this false narrative of oh them's at the top are you know they deserve to be there we'll all doff our caps and let them it sort of ties into something we've talked we've about got cross the, again we've, we've, we've talked done. about on the podcast before we've got cross again about how actual patriotism would be making sure your neighbor doesn't go hungry yes actual patriotism yeah. would be making sure that people who are sick get the treatment they need actual patriotism is making sure that kids have got after school groups, social centres, activities, things mm. to do. That's ac- patriotism. Actual patriotism as well would be um not not just the basics, but um uh supporting subsidized art. Yeah. Supporting, you know, Br- British art, supporting subsidized artists from across different communities. Yeah. I was from, having from, this... from across the you know, the nations and regions. It would be supporting opera, it would be supporting subsidized tickets for people, it would be encouraging um, and, and supporting subsidised initiatives to uh, encourage folks from marginalised communities to go out and enjoy the countryside, you know, like that Muslim walking group that yes. got attacked in the right-wing press. I can't think of anything more patriotic than starting out. a fucking walking group. But no, apparently not. Yeah. We well, all know I, why. I was talking to talking to a chap I work with about this and about how like the, the view of things like opera and theatre is slowly moving away from being seen as available for everyone. And, like, 
in in the you'll you'd see things in the press. I mean, and be it's, like, it's always been quite an elitist kind well, of. You know, the, it wasn't at one point. It wasn't at one point. Yeah. Like if you look at theatres, there's literally these are the cheap seats. The cheap mm. seats are there. there. There are seats for people who can like afford to pay low, but there's still the understanding and expectation yeah. that your average by the average wayside. working Joe yeah. will go to it, and then you get that absolutely warped when you see things in the press that's along the lines of. Oh well, you know, bloody oh, so what? Trying to something, something subsidised opera. What working? You know, what what bloke from Manchester wants to go to that? Like, oh, there was something like that, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. like they yeah. just trying to make it look like something that's sort of liberal elite, or dare I say it, unmanly. And of course, and so the idea that somebody working class would want to go and do that uh-huh. is immediately belittled. Presumably to try and set up the working class as like, oh, we're big, tough, rambunctious, manly men, and not. I think there's people. also a, a kind of another element of that, which is that there's a rhetorical sleight of hand being um, performed in that um, by denigrating working class people who want to participate in the arts. You are preserving the arts for the middle and upper classes. Yeah. Um, which is doing precisely what they want to do. You know, they those people will continue going to the opera and the and the theatre and you know and and the ballet and all the rest of it. There we go. Oh, it's a cat. It's a cat. Yeah, there's a cat making a noise. Um, we got across again. We got I think across. it was justifiably so. I think it was justifiable process. Yeah. How's your um, week been? How's my week been? I don't really know. What have you been um, up to? I've drilled a hole in the le- in the body cap of my digital camera and stuck a disposable camera lens in there. And I'm now taking photographs that look like they're from the 90s. I really like those. They it's, do look like they're from the 90s. I feel like I should really weird about I feel it. like I should get, get dressed up in a going out top. Mm. Have a um, picture. A local cafe would like some of my pictures on the walls, which is obviously very nice, but I've not allowed myself... This has been interesting. I've talked to my therapist about this. I've not allowed myself to even consider that that's a nice thing or that it speaks to the quality of the pictures that I've taken. Literally, the only way I've allowed myself to think about it is... What a pain in the ass! I need to get these printed. I need to get these framed. I need to work out the prices. I need to get. You've some... made it an inconvenience. Yeah, I've given myself admin. This is bad. Rather than how lovely that people will go to a cafe and mm. some of my and dare if, I say it, our, art will be on the wall. And if our roles were reversed, what would you say to me? Um, I'd say, don't be silly. What would you What would you say to me if I were expressing these views to you? As I believe I have done similarly. Yeah, no, I, no, I know. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I'm all too yeah. aware. Like I say, it was yeah. just this interesting thing that the the realization. You have the awareness now. In, yeah, the realization before, in myself where I've gone. In past I years, you only, might not have had that. I'm awareness. only allowing yeah. myself to look at this like it's an inconvenience. But I think part of that is because if I look at it, like if I call it art, or if I say you know people will enjoy it, then I'm putting on airs. Like, how dare I? Somebody who's had a digital camera... Where's that camera, voice come from? I've had a digital camera for, what, ten months? Mm. Who the fuck am I to take a picture and say that it's worth buying? Like, Yeah, how, where's, where's that voice what, coming from? Well, part of it is that what if other people who are taking photos look at me and think, what we've got here is an absolutely run-of-the-mill middle-class white man thinking, like, thinking he's he's better than other people producing very mediocre middle-of-the-road work and being so full of, like, unrecognised privilege and undeserved self-confidence that he's charging people money for it. What if that... And I know know part of that is, like, what if somebody thinks I'm bad? What if if an elephant landed on the earth? 
Oh, so you're allowed to say this, but I'm not allowed to say what if I'm suddenly conscripted into the ranks of a sumo wrestler. <laughs> right, so that that was that was my own in joke of one. Um, my my little brother on long car journeys would come up with absolute bollocks. Like right. sometimes, like he, he would he would get really anxious about impossible scenarios, hmm. like the kind of catastrophizing that only a seven year old could come up with. And one of his most memorable ones was, "Yeah, but what if a giant elephant landed on the Earth and caused like a massive earthquake?" Yeah, and we were like, "Well, uh, so that for me is like a kind of, you know, what if, what if a giant elephant landed?" I don't know. I like, I, I would, I would hate there to be a big group of people out there looking at the photos I'm putting up and thinking, "Well, these are like the most basic photography 101 pictures you can take." Like, and I think, and I think someone it, out there probably is thinking, and, and that. I think it's partly because I don't have any confidence in myself or in what I do, and I, I loathe the idea of people thinking that I had that confidence because then I'm I'm sort of getting my ass kicked twice. Like, I, I don't have any belief in is the that, stuff that I'm is doing. Is that what it is? You're getting your ass kicked. Are you worried that the bullies will notice you? Oh, perpetual. I'm still yeah. nervous walking past the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're worried that the bullies will notice you, aren't you? I I don't know. I, I, to a certain extent. But like, here's the thing. Like, there's a couple of people whose photography... Ah, but, <laughs> whose potato... Photography. Potato friends. Photography. Whose photography work I do really admire. And they've, like, liked my pictures on Twitter. Or a couple of them have said nice things. And that's, like, really, really lovely. So it's probably not that. But there is the worry of people being like, you know, what, what if I am overstepping? What if I'm mm. not staying in my lane? What if this isn't good, actually? But then why would people tell me it is? Why would the people in this cafe go along with that joke? Yeah. Why would they do that? They the can't. Is, they can't be that desperate. The thing for, is, like wall decoration. There's probably someone out there who does look at it and go, oh, "That's very middle of the road." And there's probably someone out there who goes, "Like that's amazing. I love that so much." They just exist. You can't please all the people all the time. I know we've had this conversation mm. before. Ooh, I have that noise. <laughs> I have a lot of foibles and character flaws, but isn't foibles a bookshop? Yes. Okay. Um, but. I, I think one of the things that I've always been good at is eh, give a shit mm. about other people's opinion. Unless, unless of course, that opinion is, you know, grounded in reality and it's something that but I, I, get, I think it's, I think it's important to not attempt to be hurtful. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a different thing. But if a person has just decided for some bizarre reason that they don't like me, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm very sorry if I did anything to offend you. I have no idea what that could be, but Okay. Sometimes you just have clash of personality or whatever I, and that happens, and that's fine. I don't think I could ever, ever achieve that level of enlightenment. I don't think I could ever, like, stop uh, torturing myself with what if the postman thinks I'm a dickhead. I think I burned the what? roof of my mouth you, yesterday. How, how did you burn the roof of your mouth yesterday? I'm some very hot doll. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you for that. Her name oh, really was Sophie. Oh, we got some Bongella. Actually, was was it Sophie Dahl who was the lady who was on a billboard? Oh, Sophie Dahl. Cause like Roald Dahl's car granddaughter. Yes. Oh no, that was Eva. What's her name? With the Wonder Brow. No, I think Sophie Dahl. That happened as well. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there. Um, what's your week been? I don't know what voice that is. What's my week been? Welcome to What's Your Week Been? It's your weekly review podcast within a podcast where we talk about how our week's been. Oh, super fucking busy. Pardon my yawning. Pardon my yawning. Yeah, I've been very, very, very busy with work, which is why this is late. I'm very sorry. I've been working like nine hour days most days. Nine to five. Yeah. Very, 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 very long days. Um, you have been a busy bee, haven't you? Yeah, it's been ludicrous. Um, I 
went to karate on Saturday morning. That was really good. My hip and back are getting a little bit better every week, which hey, is nice. Bones. I think mostly because I've not been doing any weird twisting movements. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Which has helped. Just slithering about. Yep, slithering right. about. Uh, what else? I have uh, not it, not much really. Okay, what are your whimsical thoughts today? I don't have any. Well, you, no, you must immediately. Oh, we're thinking about going to Alton Towers. That's exciting. Are we? What? Yeah. Us and the listeners. No, just us. Well, us and two to, listeners. I need to book that actually, but I've just spent some money on something else, and now I'm panicking. Yeah, that's <laughs> see, that's the thing that like with with me worrying about what if people think this is bad, and like I'm I'm viewing this. Uh, opportunity to display some pictures that I've taken as an administrative burden and a series of problems rather than a um, a nice thing. Mm. Um, whereas I'm happy like buying a camera lens because then I can take pictures. Whereas you are sort of terrified at the idea of spending a monthly fee on a gym membership that will allow you to ease your perpetual agonies. Well, that's because I grew up poor. That's because you grew up yeah. poor. Uh, as I was saying <clears> that, <throat> listeners, uh, Catherine had twirled together two bibbly bits of string. Little bobbles. They look like testicles. And was, oh, is that why you were yeah, showing yeah, them? Yeah, I thought they like were, balls. I just thought you were excited <laughs> that they'd, like... Got no, all no, tangled. there's like an element of testicle to those two together, which is very funny element of testicle. Yeah. The secret periodic table. <laughs> Dmitry Mendeleev after dark. That's probably a thing. Like titanium and then, Ooh. I don't know, something else oh, that says oh, tit. Argentium. Have we just invented modern toss? Yes. Because that's... That sounds oh, like they did. I'm sure they did a swear periodic, periodic table. They did actually, period, they? periodic yeah, yeah. table of swearing. Periodic table of swearing. There we go. What goes around comes around. Yeah. We've independently, like, you know, divergently evolved the concept of a sweary table. A sweary table. <laughs> now, that's a different thing. Okay, so you know those restaurants where, like, the the staff are rude and that's funny? Like, it's intentionally... I think there's a chain called, like, Karen's that's opened like, up. Like France. Wow. <laughs> Incroyable. Incroyable. Um, and so, like, the idea is you go there and the stuff like, oh, you wanker, what do you want? I was like, oh, can I have a burger and chips? I don't know that. Is oh, this real? Do you want a burger and chips? Oh, you big wanker. Big do you know wanker. what I've just noticed? What's that? I'm getting heart palpitations again, and I know why. It's because I slept so badly. That's why I've been getting them. It's because I've been sleeping badly because of stress. Oh, so it's, I, I briefly oh, thought yeah. it was going to be because I was talking No, to... no, it's because I, yeah, that's what is, what's causing it. Because oh, I was really? fine yesterday and the day before. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, those restaurants. I, I haven't right. heard of this. Oh, it sounds oh, like a stupid chips, idea. You big asshole. Is this real? Yeah. Oh, Why? Well, Who is paying for this? Why would you pay for an unpleasant experience? Well, it, I, I, I'm... Is it a sex thing? And I'm assuming it's a recruitment consultant's thing where they're like, hey, let's go to the restaurant and they'll call us cunts. Hey. Um, it feels like it should be a sex thing. I hope it's not. And it's 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 that. And presumably, like, a lot of the wait staff are going to be out-of-work performers who... Like couldn't find anything in immersive theatre. Might find it like, But yeah. presumably, there's a kind of it's perf- again, it's performative. Obviously, I'd like because if they were actually being rude, like if they cross a line, then they'll to, complain. I wouldn't be able. Well, no, that's the thing. Like, oh, what do you expect, <laughs> you fucking wanker? I wouldn't be able to cope. Like, even knowing that it's pretend, that would just immediately. Like I'd I'd shut down. I'd, I'd freak the hell out. Where was I going with this? I would, Rude restaurants. I That's, I think I could cope, but I would just be like, I don't know why I'm sitting here. The sweary o- table. Okay, so I, I guess. I was thinking a gimmick restaurant, right. similar to the restaurants <coughs> where the white stuff <coughs> are <me>. humorously <coughs> very very unpleasant to you. 
But instead of that, it's just the tables have got like a series of pressure-sensitive switches, mm. and whenever anything is put down, it calls you a cunt. Like the clock that we discussed. Oh, yeah. That um, was good. Where, what if a grandfather clock, mm. but every tick is just a bloke's voice going, oi. Because then oi. you, oi, 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 oi. oi. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> and, then, and then we discussed what if you had two of them set up next slightly to each off. other, slightly off, which would be, oi, oi, oi. What we should do is do a separate recording because I'm gonna I'm gonna change the stereo mix so it's slightly sort of like 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 I normally do. But we should make a separate recording of brute stereo, just like what I'm saying going straight into that channel. What you're saying straight into that. Oi, 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 oi. Welcome to Cockney Airways. You're stuck between the two of us. What was it that you said it should do on on the hour? Leave it. And so obviously, oh, like, if it's oh. nine o'clock, it'd be like, oi, 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 leave it, leave it, <laughs> leave it, leave it. So you should so have forth. a, um, uh, like, instead of a cuckoo coming out, it would be like... <laughs> Just a shaking fist. Be, either a shaking fist or, like, Phil Mitchell's, ang- like, a Phil Mitchell type, angry, red-faced, bald man. Just a furious man. Yeah. Yeah. That would be leave good. it. Leave it. And the thing, oh. we could feasibly knock that up. It's like a, a, a Raspberry <laughs> Pi and a, a <clears> clock. <throat> a real it. clock. A real clock. Wow, mm. real clocks. Collect a new real clock with our magazine every week. First issue only 99 pence, subsequent issue seven ninety nine. Each week comes with a complete fabulous grandfather clock. 200 issues, you'll fill your house. It'll drive the cats mad. Clock magazine. Ooh. Yeah, all right. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Oops, what? all clocks. Oops, all clocks. A butter a, substitute. A pre- <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's just Dio, are you, are you Are you bored of jam in the mornings? Are you sick of marmite? Try new. Oops, all clocks. The delicious taste of clocks on your toast. Now available. Crunchy. What? Crunchy, like smooth and crunchy. So you'd have one that's... Oh, in crunchy. I thought crunchy was a brand name. Like, so you'd have one that was like smooth clocks, and yeah. one that was. Would the smooth clocks one be digital? And the crunchy one would be analog? Well, there's actually. Can you have an analog toast spread? There is a smooth. I didn't. This wasn't me trying to make a pun, but there, um, there's a sort of tick movement on second hands, and then there's a sweep movement where it moves smoothly without ticking. Oh, yes, I know. What you so mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, that was a strange thing to do. It was, but, I know, but it, it helped. So a guy did a, like, a smooth a little motion. Thing. <laughs> a guy a smooth, did a smooth motion. <laughs> a smooth motion. <laughs> this is, this his, is good audio content. <laughs> guy did a smooth motion. Like indicating oh. a smooth, yeah, the a smooth, smooth transition of a second hand on a watch or a clock. Did you have an Assemble on a weekly basis magazine? No. Because they were expensive. Because they were expensive. <laughs> I had the... Had a weekly books magazine. So, nice. like, for children. So every month, or I think it might have been monthly, um, or every fortnight or anything, um, there was, like, a collection of, like, um, it come with a magazine that um, it was classic children's books, and they were lovely. Yes. That was, that was deemed worth spending money mm. on. Um, and, yeah, I've still got some of those. They were some of my favourite books. I have. I think we've discussed the glow-in-the-dark Tyrannosaurus skeleton before. Oh, that was, like, a perennial... Yeah, um, and, then, and then the, like the, the kids' sh- advertising. Then section. the shell of it would hide the inside. Like you've got this. What lov- the shell of what was the, it in a shell? Yeah, so you'd you'd build this Why? tyrannosaurus because it's all the skin of a beast, isn't it? So you oh, you well, shell is a word you use for an egg. Listen, 
Look here. What? Listen. Okay, right. Well, it's not like, it's not actual skin you drape. Yeah, you don't no, use like a vacuum not. forming machine or like. So you build. I mean, that would be interesting. You build. You you build your bones with all your bone building bits. Were they you? real bones? In the sense that, right? Not real bones, but like, was I it, had a magazine. Right, was it a, accurate to the skeleton of a Tyrannosaurus Rex? I had a magazine with a bone given, a fossil. Oh, a fossil. Yeah. Oh, that's like a little what? fossilized bone on like an issue of a magazine, and it lived in a. How little... many of them did they have? Good grief! And it, I find, <laughs> I found that like magical and totemic. Uh, it mm. could have been just a stone, mm. but it was an incredible. Like, oh, 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 go on, carry that around. Right. Were the glow in the dark bones accurate to proportionately? Like to... it would, it would feasibly enrage a. Bone, like a, a, a paleontologist. I was going to say bonologist, but that's sure paleontologist. <laughs> a work. bonologist. A bonologist. Yeah. That is your mum. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say that would be an incredible term if you were a sex worker with a sense of humour. I am a bonologist. Amazing. <laughs> so I see there's sex worker with a sense of humour. Catherine uh, implying that sex, so, yeah, sex yeah, workers yeah, are generally yeah, yeah. dour and yeah, humourless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha ha. You know what I mean. Um. Like, it wasn't just a scaffolding. Like, there were bits that looked like a hip and a bit that looked like a dinosaur's face. It, You know, it was probably trying to, like, ver- verge towards a respectable right. skeleton. So it wasn't, like, just a kind of vague shape of, like, plastic. No, no. It was, like, it was all bits that looked like bones that would clip together. Right. And then there were two halves of a plastic dinosaur that would then clip over it to be the to, right. to be the skin. That's what I mean by shell. Right. Like if you imagine, but if it's glow in the dark, exactly. That this is my this the... is my problem. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I didn't really understand that. I don't think I I don't think I ever got the dinosaur. Maybe of course, it was for smart, transporting it. Well, the smart choice is to assemble your dinosaur skeleton and then put the Just two halves half. together. Se- no, separately. Oh, oh, one half could work. I'm thinking then, one half. Well, because be cool. then you've got a dinosaur action figure, and then you've got a spooky skeleton. Well, I was thinking you could have one half on it, so it's like a kind of cross-section effect, yep, and exactly. then you'd still get the glow-in-the-dark oh, bones. I'm not sure I'd a want a cross-section book. I don't think I'd want a glow-in-the-dark bones on my bookcase watching me while I'm sleeping. It'd be nice if my bones were glow-in-the-dark. Would it, though? Well, yeah. Would it? Well, I wouldn't bother it me. It would be ghastly. Well, no. Yeah, it would. It'd keep you awake. No, like your skull all, would be glowing. But it, no, because it's all covered with meat, isn't it? It's all covered with bits. So it's not like you would oh, right, like, How many of my bones can you currently <laughs> see? Your teeth? No, they're not bones. Well, they're sort of attached to your bones. Well, lots of things are attached to my bones. <laughs> like you just so, like, listeners here thinking, hang on, is, is guy all off? Has his meat gone for a bit? And it <laughs> Right, okay. So when you said glow in the dark. You mean the specific process of something absorbing light and then glowing again. When I when 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 you say glow in the dark, I thought like bones that glow in the dark, regardless of what's happened. Okay, so, so like, bones that just constantly glow. That would be so massively. So at night time I look like a cartoon of somebody getting electrocuted yes. where you see and their you, skeleton. You wouldn't be able to sleep properly because your skull would glow. Well no. That and you w- couldn't close your eyes. That would be silly. Well you could, but it would you know. I don't want that. Good. Let's so cancel let's, that appointment. <laughs> let's not. Let's not. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> the other magazine collectible <clears throat> thing that Excuse I me. had, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like weird, fucked up stuff. Six Adwild. Yeah, Six Adwild. It was like oh, uh, spooky things that you know, real life weird shit. So not like, true crime, like but ch- spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, like spontaneous human combustion. Was it a magazine? Was it an Osborne magazine? It was a 
weekly or like bi-weekly or whatever magazine and you could get binders that it would clip into oh. I'd fucking love a binder that a series of magazines did clip you, into did you clip magazines into the binders were you the person who was clipping magazines into binders well not like not cutting out and putting yeah yeah, yeah. no I know what you mean but they were well it's so a wider thing that I have thud sorry about that is like I'm, I need an accessory if I have a thing I need the accessories for the thing otherwise I'm not properly using that thing, even if I never use the accessories. So the PlayStation 5, with the camera on top, I think I've used that camera twice. It's maybe useful for streaming. Don't think I've ever used that. But I needed it because that, because it's one of those that goes with that. There's a new PlayStation... Do com- you know that never occurred to me? There's a new PlayStation... But you're right, you'd never use that thing. There's a new PlayStation controller coming out <laughs> that's got a couple of back paddles and f- like additional faff. It's not quite as good, I don't think, as the Xbox controller I've got that I use with my PC. But it's a new, like, fancier controller with additional bits. I know that I don't need you don't that. Need it. I'd, oh, I wish you hadn't said that because I'm immediately because, like, well, I need yep, that. Yep, yep, yep. And, and it's really interesting that now you can recognise no, that like, I, that's an immediate... But I, I knew yeah. I didn't need it. I didn't need you to yeah. tell me that I didn't need it. And then as soon as you said you don't need it, that to me, and the I, I don't. Defiance just that went, to me is inter- that to me is interpreted as Cat is trying to tell you something that you don't know. She doesn't think that no, you know that. I'm reiterating and agreeing. Um, but like, I don't need this. I don't play. Like, I'm not a Call of Duty esports player. Um, I like the paddles at the back. I can see uses for them, but there's only two paddles rather than the four paddles on the Xbox One. I use the four on the Xbox. Can't see the use for just two. I don't need it. But because that exists as a new sort of peripheral, a new thing associated with the thing that I have, I feel Is this like why we've got I so much it. like stuff in the house. Listen, <laughs> Is this why every surface is covered in stuff? Well, every surface is not covered in stuff. I have very limited um, foibles insofar as that kind of stuff goes. I really love perfumes. Um, and I will get a perfume on discount um, if if it's something that you know I can afford and and I'd enjoy. Um, and I've um, on a similar note, um, I've got an unreasonable collection of Yankee candles because um, I like nice smells. They make me happy and lift my mood. But that's it, really. You've don't got all really... fish tanks and like things. I don't think they count as things. Those are like you know biomes, li- living yeah, little houses for some friends. Yeah, but it's all stuff, isn't it? So oh, but they're lovely. It's, it's still got a footprint. But they're lovely. Well, having, they're decoration. Having a little camera as well as... that sits on my telly and never gets used is lovely. Is it, though? No. Is it as lovely no, as a it's little not. fish? No. And so the re- Well, yes. Can't plug a fish into a PlayStation. Or at least you shouldn't. And so the reason, the reason I bring that up is because, like, I had the magazines. And so, obviously, if you've got the magazines... And there's a like an official binder that can gather them all together. Of course, you've got to do that. I'm going to see if I can work out what they were called because they were rad as hell. Like, I has picked up his phone. Lots of stuff about um, obviously spontaneous human combustion, mm. which is an ongoing concern. It could I happen. think it was people using like vaselines. Yeah. Mm. Talk talk to me about spontaneous human combustion. I, I think. Where it was not outright murder and a person burning a body, I think it was people who it had was smothered call- themselves in creams. It was called X Factor. <laughs> oh wow! Um, and it, oh shit, yeah. 
Look at that. Can you get back catalogues? And it, oh, that looks like, yeah, yeah, yeah that looks cool. That sort looks of, very 90s. Sort of 14 times, but for kids, The X Factor. 25 quid for a The X Factor magazine bundle. Look at that. Deadly Encounters. Holy somethings. Something, something. Probably spontaneous human combustion. Oh, and uh, yeah, they were little um, non-lethal weapons. Non-lethal weapons. MOD like a stick. Yeah. MOD documents prove existence of men in black. Update, Dr. Death. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Bloody loved that. Get that every couple of weeks. That sounds Put good. it in a little magazine. Yeah, we didn't really get them. Like, I think Well, no, presumably the devil lives in those. Sorry. Yeah, the devil lives in stuff. Um, and um, when I was like um, 15, I started getting Joss 17 magazine and sugar and all those kinds of things, despite my, my parents' protestations. And I just like bought them and read them anyway, um, like even though I wasn't supposed to. Um, mum was like, oh, well, you know, you're not 17 yet. I'm like, yeah, it's marketing, mum. <laughs> For just 17? Yeah, just like, 17 if you're 18 months, and you yeah. try and buy it, it gets slapped out of your hand. It's marketing. Was your mother, the same like, teenagers. an after-eight authoritarian? How do you mean? Well, if you were to... You can't well, have after-eight uh, until after-eight. After-eight, no, like no, but, but, like, you know, after-eights were seen as a posh chocolate, I think, for Christmas seen, only. Seen as a posh yeah. chocolate. The thing is, you there can just things, buy some... There are things like, when I was at primary school... I was the only girl in my year who had a jumper instead of a cardigan, which, of course, meant I got bullied. Mm. Um, and when I complained to mum about this, she said, I don't see what the problem is. Or why, why is everyone bothered about you having a jumper? And I can completely understand that attitude, but that attitude is the attitude of an adult. Yes, doesn't that understand doesn't... Children. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're quite right. These people whose it's brains bullshit, are still but, forming yeah. are being yeah. unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. However, yeah. However there is a solution is yeah. to this. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, it, yeah, just all kinds of things like that when I was, you know, throughout throughout my childhood, which was partly, you know, due to, again, being povo, but also things like being given a thermos of soup for my lunch, which, you know, instead of a carton of orange squash. How do you want a thermos of soup, like, make your day? Currently. I mean, now, like absolutely, if, if you, yeah. If you went in the office... I had a little thermos of soup, yeah. a thermos of soup. Fucking brilliant. Oh, and I think, I think, I think, all credit to her, that was her rationale. But she's not very good at putting herself in, like... The, the, the mind of the, a the child. child. <laughs> the, the mind of a child's, yeah. like, 30 years on from when she grew up. Yeah. And so on and yeah, so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Bring a, bring a like, briefcase to your first day of school. You'll look very yeah, smart. Yeah, that kind of thing. It was always, like, crab paste sandwiches on brown bread because that was the cheapest thing. And that was good. And I recognise now it was very nutritious. And she always made sure that, <laughs> you know, we, we ate well and we had lots of vegetables. My mum's a good cook. This you know, sudden pivot this, to this but, makes it sound like your mother has just walked in with a gun. It does, does. <laughs> You're like, I'd like to make but, it very clear. But at the same time, I didn't want, I wanted to wear a cardigan. I wanted to have ham sandwiches on white bread cut into triangles, not fish paste sandwiches on brown bread cut into squares. I don't know if but I will always be a person who has crab paste sandwiches on brown bread in squares, and these days I probably enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are. Not sure I've ever worn a cardigan. <clears throat> Cardigans are the buttons. You've got boys, a cardigan. Like a buttoned jumper. Yeah, you've got a zip-up cardigan. Oh, does that count? Yeah, you've got a cardigan. Is that cool? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, that's a cardigan. Just, my life's got a little bit richer. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, I don't think you've got a button-up one. But no. My grandpa wore cardigans a lot. Mm. And vests. A shirt and a vest was a very... Like a, a jumper vest. I, oh, yeah. A like very, a, a very grandpa Like what, um, <clears throat> what, do, what do Americans call those? Not tank top, vest but like a, maybe sweater yeah. vest. I know exactly the sort of thing you mean. I wonder yeah. whether I could get away with something like that. The sort like of that. thing that Wallace wears. Wallace. In Wallace and Gromit. 
Oh, right. Because that's a grandpa thing. Because I was thinking yeah. of like a red and white stripy jumper. I was like, that's not no. that. That's a dip. Oh, because he's not called Where's Wallace, is it? That's no. presumably the more formal no. version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one you play on special occasions. Yes. Or, or at state funerals. Bring me the Have You Happened to Have Encountered Wallace today? Posh versions of, of board games. Guess whom? Um, yeah, yeah. Or oh, I was going to say, um, you must spend time establishing the identity of your opponent. Okay. I can, yeah. I can see that. Uh, clued off. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Oh, this has become a bit Radio 4, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> wow. Snakes uh, and posh ladders. <laughs> Snakes and cherry pickers. No. Yeah. That isn't don't quite be, posh enough. Don't is it? be silly. No, uh, I think we've uh, yeah we've we've gone we've gone through that. The one. thing is, if we if we try and think about That's that, yeah. then it's just going to be like sporadic <clears throat> patches of yeah. silence, and then punctuated uh, with terrible. Yeah, ideas. occasionally yeah. one of us will shout like "Good Monopoly." It's just an improv show in our own living room, isn't it? Sometimes improv <clears throat> can be good. Sometimes, yeah. Can. When it when it's very when it's, good, when it's very good, Paul Foxcroft and Carrie Lloyd. Oh, it was brilliant! Wonderful. Yeah, like that was brilliant. an hour, yeah, and that was great. When it's done by very competent people, it's great. And then when it's not, it's somewhat more difficult. And we're back to like, ah, oh, we're whimsical mischief. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our. Uh, Give me a setting. Brothel. Mm, it's that crowd in, is it? Mm. Yeah. Give me a setting agent. Gelatin. No, we had gelatin last week. Oh, okay. Uh, that's nothing. Can't really go. I can't think of any other setting agents. Um, there's that Araldite. vegetable-based one. Araldite? Isn't well, yeah. that a thing in gunpowder? No, that's cordite. Oh. Araldite is a glue with two different compounds. Oh, like a resin. And then it hardens. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, we used to put like nails and screws and things into a little medicine cup um, and then... Dad would make some resin and we put them in there and make paperweights. That is very exciting. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a whole TikTok industry of, of people fanning about with resin and is things that? like that. Oh. Yeah, people fanning with resin and like, oh, look, I've put some crayons in some resin and then used my lathe to make an orb of resined crayon. Which, like, I can I see mean, that fair, being a pleasant object like, to, to handle. Yeah, it's just peculiar and wild to me, like how everyday stuff gets turned into... This reminds me of my idea for some more streaming. I've been, I've been streaming... Um, Half-Life, most Wednesdays. Some Wednesdays are not. I mean, the last couple of weeks have been... It's Half-Life so most busy. Wednesdays, like Half-Life Murder Most, most Wednesdays, Yeah. Uh, most Wednesday evenings I've been streaming Half-Life because I've never played it. I've been really enjoying it. But um, I've... Um, yeah, it's been a little bit sporadic. But then I've not promised any, you know, particular schedule and no one's paying me and we're just doing it for fun and shits and giggles. Um, you have what you'll get if you'll <clears> like it. Well, no, that's not the attitude that I'm going for. It's more like I'll, I'll do my best, but, you know, some nights I just can't. But I'm also contemplating doing some slow World of Warcraft, which I've been really enjoying just walking everywhere. World of Warcraft. And looking at the wildlife. World of Warcraft. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a name. We're off for Sold. walks. And we'll I... have a little chat and we'll go for a walk. I've had an idea. Mm. And it's deeply fucking stupid. Is it? Is it? Um, which might surprise you. Right. So there is, I don't know if you're aware, I'm going to show you, the listeners can work it out for themselves. Uh, there is a feature... Of the Kindle app. Is it a regular feature? Um, we are a legally distinct organisation from the Regular Features podcast. As delightful as it was spending time with John Logblythe. Mm. Um, there is a feature on the... Uh, you're looking at your computer and it's um, giving yep. me connections. Sorry. Um, I was just triple-checking my emails. 
feature on the Kindle yep. where you can have the words just in a fixed place. The words appear sequentially, and you can change the speed that they appear. So you don't move your eyes across the page. You keep your eyes focused, and it moves across. Like, the, the words move. It looks like this. This is at 900 words per minute, so it's going to be, like, almost impossible to to do anything with. And it is a good way of getting stuff in. Like, I, if I had to read an article... That's a Shakespearean sonnet. Yes, it is. If I had to read, like, something for work, and I could have this as a way of doing it, it wouldn't give me a close reading of it, but it would give me enough to have that I information in my I head. I not look at that. It would be ghastly to me. Oh, like, yeah. it's... For, for stuff like even for even for speed reading, I couldn't do it. I think you should give it a try. I've, I've just looked at it right now, and I, I it's it, it makes me angry <laughs> because I need to see things in context because everything has context for everything, so, and I I don't want to have the cognitive load of holding something in my brain. Can you not let just that like run past you? I and can, it be... but I find it more effort than. Um, I wonder if it's because, like, thing. we've, I think we've talked before, right? Like, when you read things, you can picture the world much better. Yes. Whereas I'm read, I read that something like it. I'm just being told I like, it. I like to see things in like context. It's, yeah. Like it's somebody, yeah. like, if somebody describes a scene, I won't picture that scene. I'll just have been told that scene. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll her find hair it. was made out of chisels and the planes of the sausage I wonder factory. I if that's why you find it easier to make, um, like, sort of, you know, and I say this as a compliment, nonsensical segues or. <laughs> Um, unusual imagery because for me there's like an element of well that wouldn't work because I'm trying to picture it in my head but it doesn't make sense you know hmm. so my idea but I can picture it in my head very vividly if you, if, you know once I've got something in there my idea is speed running the complete works of Shakespeare right by having that app open on my computer display capture that and just have me sitting and stare at it for that would be a complete waste of everyone's time. Yeah, it would. It would you would gain nothing to, from it. To do the entire thing would be at just over 16 hours at 900 words per minute. For it. Not talking, not interacting with the chat. You'd just, go insane. Just You'd go insane. staring at these words as they flick you, Apart from us, you get a terrible headache. I think that would be... A f- maybe, like, rather than doing the entire thing, maybe if I try speedrunning Macbeth. I think that would be quite a fun thing to do as a piece of performance art. Like, not as a... do it for charity. Fuck that. People are going to give me money for wasting my life. They're giving me money. I've already been burned once before, raising thousands of pounds for the Samaritans. I'm already depressed. (laughs) Give it straight to me, the Samaritans. Cut out the middleman. Um, Uh... I think I'm going to sneeze. Okay. Did you enjoy that? Um, I think that would be fun. I think that would be an an entertaining bit of absurdist nonsense. The idea that I'm speed running Macbeth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you do, you love. It, it part. That's a, just you. a polite way of saying go fuck yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because do could be to like, yeah. oh, I, I, oh, we 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 did it. Mm. Um, to read or not to read. Um, I think that would be a fun bit of silliness, an absurdist. Um, Got no opinion. Um, <laughs> wow, that's so much worse than any opinion. <laughs> well, it's, I'm just neutral. Like I'm even neutral. Yeah, that, that's bad. Even if you've said like that's the worst thing I've ever heard, I'm going to divorce yeah, it's a very, you right it's a now. Very, it's a very silly idea. Um, but other than that, I'm like, yeah, okay. It's wow. not something I'd be interested in, but that doesn't make it valueless. Wow. Just, you know, this is this is part of the yeah. You know, live and let live. No. Whatever's. Be loved by everybody. Impossible. Or die mad about Impossible. it. Impossible. 
absolutely impossible. You can is, only do your best and no one can ask any more of you. Oh, yeah, but fuck doing my best. Do you know how much work that is? Like, well, fifth- sometimes, sometimes your best might be get out of bed clean teeth. And that's okay. Get out of bed clean teeth. Mm. Oi. We need to talk about Garfield because um, I, it, yeah, I've got some stuff to do. We need to talk about. We Garfield. don't need to, but we should because I'm. Yeah, time's getting on. Okay, very quickly. How would you trick Alan Sugar? I would invite him to come and look at a beehive, okay. um, where the bees have set up an automated system for logging the honey and pollen deposits which come in using uh, Amstrad hardware. Um, from the like 1980s and 1990s, and I would um, invite him to uh, come and examine and inspect the ways in which the bees have established that you know administrative system, and then uh, I would, with the um, uh, in in sort of collaboration with the bees, okay, um, uh, I would as he bends down to inspect the hive, I would uh, kick him up the bum. Uh, and push him into the hive, oh. whereupon um, the bees would stand around and laugh. Okay, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. I personally would just use a cardboard box and a stick and I'd draw a pair of boobs on a fiver. <laughs> um, and then put the fiver under, under the cardboard box, box right, a bit of string yeah. on the stick. And yeah. then, okay. Because yeah. then not only you've trapped him, but he probably thinks it's night time because it's in probably, the dark box. Yeah. Yeah. So... The first, first panel, yep. First panel, we have Garfield and Odie. Um, they might be on the floor, they might be on the table. It is impossible to tell the surface, and that's partly because of the background almost shadow. You mm. can't tell whether it's a table, a floor. I don't think it matters, really. Not in any real sense. No, a surface has been provided. A surface has been provided. And a cartoon cat and a cartoon An experiment dog was carried have been out. placed upon it. Garfield's food bowl is empty. It now, is. this is a key thing. He's he's kind of got his little feet like um perched, on, on, perched the on the edge of it, yeah, and he's staring at Odie's food bowl, which is full. Yeah, not staring at Odie, staring at Odie's food, and his eyes are sort of narrowed. He's he looks grumpy oh, about um, it. I've got a you've got a call. phone call. I'm going to pause this recording now. Nude recording. It looks like it. How's I yep, good at this? Uh, I was interviewed for a... doesn't count as editing if we pause it, does it? No, no. I was interviewed for some sort of business to business publication about podcasts. And one of the questions was, what you know, what have you learned? What did you wish you know at the start? So it's like, well, I'd, I'd like to know how to use the recording software. I'd like to know how to use my microphone. These are all things that I could have found. Like, there are episodes, I realise, <laughs> where I thought I was recording in stereo, but we were only pulling from one audio Whoa, track, oh which is why it would have sounded like either I was really quiet or something like that. I was going to say, we need to put that up to baffle the wall. That? Yeah, <laughs> Just to confuse the try, fuck try out. Try it up, put it up now and see if it makes a difference to the well, audio Well, no, because recording. putting that up now is going to go clatter, 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 clatter. That's clatter. fine. People are used to that. We can give them a little warning, like three, we two, one, and then they well, can no, turn the, you know. Not what were we talking about before this? We're pause. talking about Garfield. But I was just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we definitely, because of the echo against this wall, I think that's one of the reasons why you sound quite um, like you're in a toilet. When we're recording, I think if we put something up there, and if we we might be able to get like a foam sheet or something, to I have been, I have been considering getting a couple of audio sheet. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to drill them into the drill. Sure, drill them into the walls. Anyway, so yeah. Garfield the cat is looking at a bowl of Odie's food. Odie's Odie munching, is chewing. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? Is Odie rude? No. no um, so Odie is like he's eating his food. He's going munch, munch, munch. Um, he's you know his eyes are closed. Having... He's smiling. It's a blissful yeah, dog. Yeah, he's, he's eating his dinner, and there's like shit loads of food left in Odie's bowl, which is ridiculous. Because if anyone's ever seen a dog eat, that's not how that works. Um, yes, Garfield is an unrealistic depiction of the natural order of the of the animal world. Yeah. And then they cloned dinosaurs. And then they cloned dinosaurs. 
Um, yeah, second panel, um, Garfield. An immediate pivot to action. Yeah, a, a pivot to violence. Mm. Um, this is a hideous drawing. <laughs> it's um, dull shit, isn't it? It's absolutely appalling. <laughs> Every single element of this drawing is absolute ah, dog shit. No, I will say the one thing I enjoy, the movement line going to the silhouette of Odie. The movement line's all right. The silhouette of Odie, I think, is quite funny. It's awful. The, the leg of Garfield, of him mid-kick, I think it's supposed to be his leg, like, squished back up, and so there's, like, yeah, knees going so on. Yeah, so Garfield has kicked Odie into the distance. His leg looks like he like it's got Popeye's he looks, bicep. Sorry, he looks like he's had a terrible accident and he's trying to do a can-can. Yeah, that's true. It's awful. Like his his front paw is sort of so foreshortened that it looks like I think it's supposed to be that he's got like his arms kind of um bent at the elbow. Um mm. but what it is is because Davis can't draw. Um, well, sometimes he can. Wait, like, he can't, we've, we've seen a couple right, of He can he can draw basic shapes, <laughs> like basic basic pictures and he can draw expressions and I think but there's some elements of this like I don't want to say anatomy because it's obviously a cartoon but still um, it, it's real bad. Um, and the, like the size of the the leg and the foot is just is horrifying. And um, Garfield's expression is like a kind of you know of the usual sardonic. Well, we're he... seeing a change of Garfield as well. Like this Garfield looks less like the Garfield of the first comic. It does. I have things to yeah. say about panel three in that regard. But like his facial expression in the second panel, we got a big old the word punt, which is nice. Um, he's his eyes are sort of yeah. narrowed oh, a bit, the, pointing. In. He's got a real frowny face. He looks though like he's he looks, he looks like a, constri- a conscripted soldier being forced does, to do something he? awful that he doesn't want to do. I, I'm not sure about that. I think I think he's, the fact that he's got such a neutral expression is like um, he's indifferent to the suffering a, of this a, dog. A chilling yeah. kind of lack of regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't see Odie as an entity worthy of like you know anything. Um, but yeah, the silhouette of Odie in the background is so bad. It's so bad. I I like it. I think it's, it's almost a, impossible to tell. It what, looks like what a balloon dog. It's, no, well, no, it's a dog falling. Like I think this bit here is fine. The rest of it's terrible. But I, I do. This disagree bit here, with he you. says, pointing to something in an audio medium. Listen. Describe it. What magic? Fuck off. Describe it. Do you mean the arc that has been drawn following Odie's? I refuse to elaborate. Right. Okay. I want to leave that as a little space. Like this page is intentionally left blank. I want the audience. To think Fill like blank. I could be pointing at whatever they want me to point yeah. at, and that's okay. Final um, panel. His eyes; those are come fuck me eyes. Yep. Look at those. Like so, half lidded, very, very white. I don't um, think so. I think you're misreading that. I think it's just supposed to be a sardonic. Um, I don't care. No, I think I, I think I his think, eyes are. I suffi- genuinely think you're misreading. I that. think his eyes are just just wide enough no. to be a little no. bit like erotic. No, I don't see any suggestiveness in this. Um, um, Garfield is now eating from Odie's food bowl and thinking, got "Gotta keep my strength up." Yeah, that's it. That's it. Fuck! It sucks, doesn't it? It's funny because a cat traditionally doesn't um, dominate a dog in this way. Yeah, a, a cat would find it difficult to kick um, a dog, and it's ironic because um, you know the cat is strong enough to kick G- the dog. Garfield's famous yeah. inactivity yeah. as well. Yeah, um, I don't care and for his, it. And his his gluttony. Comments wise, I reckon we're going to get a. Garfield, that was Odie's food. Yep. Uh, Poor Odie. Poor Odie. Wow, Garfield, that was rude. Garfield, you've already eaten yours. You don't need to eat Odie's. Like, in a a, a needlessly wordy way. Yeah. And then there's going to be a Bible verse about coveting thy neighbour's ox. Probably. Right, should we have a look at the comments? If we must. We must. 
Coming in at number 15, over 12 years ago, Coco Aoke says, LOL, punt. Number 14 now, Angel Princess 72, about 11 years ago. No, I can't cope if you do that. I can't cope. It's too much. In what way? It's it's so irritating. <laughs> well, now it's I want so to do it more. Irritating. Uh, it's what like if I fing- go? No, it's like fingernails on a blackboard. Please. But, but There's no, a reply even, to the first even, one. Even further down with the. Uh... There's a reply to the first. Okay. No. Well, no. I, well, just because I found this voice and I'd like to play it, Odie Snout about seven years ago says, "LOL." That's it. Thank Lions you. made fab. They're lollipop tastic. Yes. Angel Princess seventy two. Garfield's so selfish. Yep. Garfield is so selfish. Yep. M L I and you're rude up. What and you're rude. Oh, there is, is a there is a reply. And you're rude up. Got to keep, oh, got to keep my strength up. And you're rude up. But they've said Y O U apostrophe. So you are R-E, rude. So yeah. you are rude up. What? Whereas yeah. this means keep your, your rude as yeah, in your as level in of rudeness. Possessive. Yeah. Um, we got Vulo the face borrower nine months ago uh, applying Godham to Garfield there. Uh, Luco four five seven says you what presumably because they're eating dog food and cat food because they're dog and a cat I don't fucking know <laughs> dark light so long Odie ha 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 destroyer muck twenty five only if Odie started ricocheting off the walls the ceiling and the floor well only if what only what, if what? only only if what he just ate dog food okay yeah there's three replies to that though yep first one. Yeah, in the comic, B does not care, but in the Garfield show, he hates it. He. He is being a butt. He is, yeah. Okay, so maybe like maybe this is Garfield law that we don't know. Maybe. That Garfield dis- you know, dislikes dog food. Odie is the rival. <laughs> Odie is the rival. Uh, Odie yep. is the rival, yep. Catherine. Yep, poor Odie, poor says Odie. Ruby, number two Garfield ten fan. Mo- yep. ten, poor month- Odie. ten months ago, somebody was doing that in... Like, April 2022. Ten months ago. Poor Odie. Uh, Odie hit the ground too hard, says Fat Cat Animations, five months ago, with a single, uh, a single like. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Yarncast. No. Oh, no, sleepy. I'm very tired. I didn't sleep well. Don't be mean. I'm not being on but I'm just doing this voice now, and it's, oh, let's have a sleepy podcast. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, right, thank you very much for listening. I think we're done. That's quite we're abrupt. Done here. Yeah. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do um, leave us ratings or reviews. Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict. Um, that way, more people, uh, this will get eyes on the sounds we yes. make with our mouths. And then the eyes can say to the ears, hey, check this out. And the ears will be like, okay. You've gone about this in a very round-the-houses sort yep. of fashion. Um, it, it does help us find new listeners, and people are coming to this new uh, fairly regularly, which is nice. It's we, really nice. We yeah. accidentally killed a <clears throat> Finnish true crime podcast, I think. Yep. Um, if you're, if you're one of the hosts of that, Soscopters yeah, It wasn't our fault, it was Google. Yeah. Um, if you enjoy this and would like to support the podcast financially, uh, helping us pay for such as some sound baffling and more microphones than anybody could ever need, Don't need more. you can go to patreon.com slash idlmpodcast. £3 a month is, uh, well, you can do as little as much as you like, but £3 a month you get access to I Don't Like Birthdays, our sporadic bonus show. £6 a month you notionally get more things. We've been quite bad at that. Um, but... Catherine oh yeah, I posted something, something yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm just expect like one or two things a week. Basically, basically, what we yeah. did is not expect 
ill health and depression to get in the yeah, way. Yeah, and I and I and my perfectionism. I felt super bad about not putting stuff out, and that made me feel guilty. So then I felt like I had to produce something absolutely perfect. So then I didn't do anything at all. So I've just decided to just do stuff. And, yeah. and make it as good as I can, but without fretting about it. So uh, by supporting us on the Patreon, yeah. you also like support, little columns. You know, you support our um, sort of terrifying anxieties about not producing enough stuff. So that's nice. It's very kind of people who do that. Uh, really it also, it. as you. well as like paying for the hosting, it now pays for for Garfield. No, the wife one. It pays for cats to um, have bone. No, I'm to not have, gonna, to have bone. To have bone. No, I'm not. No, because I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being emotionally manipulative. It's shut it, up. That's what I'm saying. It Thank helps. you. It, we're bone health. Bone, yeah, bone it, health. Bone health. Hone health. Um. Yeah, that's it. I think, isn't it? Uh, this is really episode sixty-seven. Is it? Gosh, we're nearly at episode sixty-nine. That's we're very nearly episode sixty-nine, and I don't want to uh, don't want to spoil anything. It's a very horny comic strip. Have you looked ahead? It's a very horny comic strip. I hope it's not. Obviously, it's not. And I, Good. if I have looked ahead, I will have forgotten it. I'd be very surprised if sixty-nine issues in Jim Davis is like what this needs is more areola. Oh, uh, what? But it. What's wrong with saying areola in the context of Jim Davis? Garfield. Don't has do that. Six nipples. Stop that. Stop that. Odie has six nipples. Stop it. John has three. I don't want to hear any of this. Lyman and neither do our listeners. Half. Right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we really appreciate you. And we're really um, delighted that you've chosen to spend some time with us. Um, so thank you very much for doing that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I agree. Oh, my God. What? Would you like to say your opinion about a Monday? I find them objectionable. Bye.